listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. One. Win championships, you've got to have a championship organization. Brexit. What a pass to Anders. Hakeem follows. Toys Ranch fires. He converts. Rhymes again. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pod Slamma Jamma presented by Clutch City Control Room, your home for all things Houston Hoops. I'm one of your hosts, Tamer Knight, and you can find me on Twitter at T Knight Sports. And I'm your second host, Justin Barbosa, and you can find me on Twitter at jbarbosa underscore 95. And be sure to follow the official Clutch City Control Room account at Clutch City CR, as well as hitting the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. Justin and I decided to switch things up for this week's episode of Pod Slamma Jamma with a little bit of Houston Cougar trivia. Let's see how well you know your Houston Cougars dating all the way back from the 1900s to most recently. So let's kind of get into the early stages of Houston Cougars basketball and let's go to the game of the century. Who was Elvin Hayes' opponent that was on the UCLA Bruins in the game of the century in 1968? Hmm, that's a good one. My spidey senses are telling me that it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That is correct. The correct answer is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was then Lou Alcindor. So, since we're talking game of the century, who were the two coaches from UCLA and the University of Houston? That would be Guy V. Lewis for the Cougars and John Wooden for the UCLA Bruins. Oh, wow. You might be a fan, Justin. Moving right along to the next question of our Cougar trivia. Where was the game of the century located in and what stadium? Come on. A real Houston native knows it was in the Astrodome. What? It wasn't at Minute Maid Park? Or the NRG <laughs> Stadium? <laughs> Just kidding. No, guys, it was in the Astrodome. After the game of the century, there was a rematch the following season where the Houston Cougars unfortunately fell short to UCLA. So, Justin, you know so much about the Houston Cougars. What year was the game of the century played? You get cool points if you know the exact date. I believe it was in 1968, but I do not know the exact date. <laughs> All right, I'll give it to you. It was January of 1968, and I believe it was January 20th to be exact. So whose idea was it for the game of the century to be played in the Astrodome? Guy V. Lewis. One of the greatest of all time. Houston's win over UCLA snapped their winning streak of how many? I believe, was it 44? 44 in a row? I, I want to say it was 47, but maybe one of our listeners can kind of chime in and tell us if we were wrong or right about this one. But I'm, I think it was 47, Justin. It's a pretty historic game for the Cougars, and I, I believe with that win, 
that really put college basketball on the map and onto national television for years to come. And moving on, we're getting into the 1980s. What was the infamous fraternity called in the 80s for UH men's basketball? Phi Slamma Gemma. And that is correct. Phi Slamma Gemma, which featured key players such as Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler, who were both on the championship, well, the championship appearance team in 1983. But then Clyde Drexler left. After that year, and Akeem led the team by himself to the next year, 1984. And since we're talking about the history, the historical history that make up the University of Houston men's basketball team, I have to ask Justin, do you know what conference the Cougars were originally in before being inside of the American Athletic Conference? Well, as far back I can remember, I remember – Way back in around the 70s, 80s, they were in the Southwest Conference. And then once that conference disbanded, they moved on to Conference USA, were there for about 16, 17 years till the end of 2012. And then the beginning of the 2013 seasons for pretty much all sports for U of H, they moved into the American. All right, Tamer, what year did Guy V. Lewis retire? So I believe Gavi Lewis retired in 1986. And that is the correct answer, 1986. And probably the last year, really, the Cougars made consecutive tournament runs. Yeah. yeah. Made some noise. Speaking of the tournament, Gavi Lewis retired in 1986. He finished with a total of 592 wins and 279 losses, giving him a .680 career winning percentage, according to Wikipedia. Speaking of his winning record, the Houston Cougars made it to the NCAA Final Four um, on five occasions in 1967, 1968, 1982, 1983 and 1984 and they advanced the championship games twice in 1983 and 1984. Definitely still the biggest run in Cougar history and so hasn't been matched since but I think Kelvin Sampson's uh, doing a pretty good job to get the Cougars back at that spot. What's but that? That's two or three years they've made it what two of three? Not bad. Yeah, two, three years, last three years. Should have been three if it wasn't for the pandemic. But on to our next question, uh, a little bit on the downside of Cougar history. Who was the head coach of the 2010 tournament team? Hmm, 2010, they were in Conference USA. I don't think I remember that time in history for Cougar basketball. You might have to tell me this one. Yeah, it was kind of a forgettable era of Cougars basketball, but – In 2010, the Cougars were led under head coach Tom Penders, and they weren't really that good at all that season. I believe they had a basically about a sub-500 record, and the only reason they made the tournament, they won out the Conference USA tournament, won the Conference USA tournament title, and was able to advance to the NCAA tournament, which they eventually lost in the first round to Maryland, and it was completely forgettable. You know, that's one thing I do miss is the Rice and University of Houston basketball matchup. 
this year would have probably been that year to see that um, matchup. But again, with the way that things are moving with the pandemic, not sure any non-conference games will be taking place this season. For sure, especially with the pandemic going on and a lot of conferences are going to all conference play. And it's a shame because usually in basketball, Houston and Rice plays mostly every year. Saw Houston play at Rice last year. Fast forward a little bit from 2010 to maybe, uh, I don't know, you guys tell me, what year did Kevin Sampson come to the University of Houston as the official head coach? That was the year of uh, 2014, around April. Fun fact, Kevin Sampson was actually one of the assistants for the Houston Rockets, actually took the Houston Cougars job maybe about like a couple, few weeks right before playoff time. Yeah, that's when he stepped down as his assistant and then took the job for the basketball program. Prior to working with the Rockets, um, Kelvin Sampson, he also was an assistant coach with the Milwaukee Bucks. He worked um, with the Hoosers, the Indiana, the Indiana Hoosers, and an array of other college teams. So he's pretty seasoned. What do you think? Absolutely, and definitely had some college experience as well. What he's really known for, uh, remember starting all the way back at Montana State and then well-known at the University of Oklahoma, and I think just like a season or two at Indiana before going back to the NBA to be an assistant coach. So, Tamer, how many former Cougars are in the Basketball Hall of Fame? Including coaches, I want to say, is it 10? I think about – it's about four. You got Guy V. Lewis, Clyde Drexler – Kim Olajuwon and Elvin Hayes on the basketball side. Man, I said 10, you say four. I'm pretty sure you're right. But in the future, maybe, you know, with people like Corey Davis or Rob Graves or Devin Davis or Galen Robinson, by the time we're old and we're looking back, it will be 10. I'll definitely agree. I mean, uh, hopefully it would be that much, maybe within the next 20, 30 years. But with the way Kelvin Sampson has his program going up, I mean, I believe he met, he might have a chance to be in the Basketball Hall of Fame if you could lead the Cougars to maybe a title or two. You took the words right out of my mouth. I think even if he doesn't get the Cougars in a championship, I just think the way he's kind of helped this team evolve um, since he's uh, taken the position as the head coach, uh, it's, it's, it's deserving of some type of award or acknowledgement from the city of Houston and basketball officials speaking of kevin sampson um what current rockets player was once coached by kelvin sampson i believe that was eric gordon they played from uh, back when he was with the hoosers like around 2008 before he got drafted into the nba and what's crazy is we've seen um eric gordon and other players such as james harden um we've seen them really engaged in practicing and um, assisting uh, head coach Kelvin Simpson during practices and even just our courtside at the games um, for Cougar basketball. So that just lets you know the type of impact that Sampson has had on, you know, his current players and his previous players as well. I remember even seeing uh, Chris Paul at one of the games last year as well. 
we all know Kelvin Sampson is just an all-around basketball guy. And, you know, once he decides to step down or take up another position elsewhere, I'm really excited to see what his son, Kelvin Sampson, can do for the University of Houston men's basketball program. There's been speculations and rumors that, you know, he will be the person to take the next head coach position at the University of Houston. And it's really an interesting take because – uh when Kelvin Sampson signed his extension, he wanted to make sure the University of Houston wrote it down on paper that Kellen would be the head coach in waiting. And we'll see. I mean, he's really great with the players, really trying to get involved, especially in practice, being on the court. Also part of the – used to be a player for the University of Oklahoma back when Kelvin was a coach. So it's really great he's involved with the basketball program and – could be a big name going forward. So on to our next question. Here's a pretty a little unknown fact back in that little 2010 era of Cougars basketball. This Coug led the nation in scoring in 2010. Man, Justin, where are you pulling these facts and, and, and statistics from? Um, but I'm going to have to guess, is it Aubrey Coleman? That is correct. The correct answer is Aubrey Coleman in 2010 led the nation in scoring with 25.6 points per game. And with those numbers, he had 7.4 rebounds as well. I don't know how he didn't get drafted by the NBA. I wonder which Cougar has scored the most points um, throughout the Cougar basketball program. That's an interesting question. Uh, I would either have to go with either Elvin Hayes or Hakeem Olajuwon. Well, that's probably something we'll probably find out on the next episode of Pod Slime Gemma, but we'll definitely let you all know. Coming back to a little more of the current era of Cougars basketball, how many points did Rob Gray score versus San Diego State in the NCAA tournament in 2018? Man, all I remember is Rob Gray being a beast, um, not only against San Diego, but in every game that he played. Um, maybe you can refresh my memory. How many points did he score, Justin? He scored uh, 39 points against San Diego State. Actually scored the last layup on one of the last second game winner for the Cougars. Was left about like a 1.2 seconds left on the clock. Other team missed a shot, and the Cougars advanced to the round of 32. And as we all know, Rob Gray, who's probably one of the best bucket getters of all time for the Cougars. Speaking of round 32, speaking of round 32, Justin, did you know that – the University of Houston men's basketball program is currently tied for 15th in the number of Final Four appearances. I actually did not know that, but that is pretty impressive with all the basketball programs in the nation. So in the last two, three years, they have made it to the NCAA tournament in the 2018 and 2019 season. And as we said, they would have made it to that 2020 um, postseason, but because of the pandemic and coronavirus they were cut short or their I should say their NCAA tournament dreams were crushed yeah I still say three years in a row because they were pretty much a lock for the tournament no matter what happened in the American tournament play the University of Houston men's basketball program I bet you don't know when the men's basketball program was founded Justin that's actually a tough question. Uh, I'm going to have to say maybe around the 1950s. 
1945 and the 1946 was the first, that was the inaugural season for University of Houston men's basketball. That was a pretty good question. I actually did not know that, but kind of close, about five years off. They were under, that team was under the direction of Alden Posh, who was the first coach for the team as well, the first head coach um, for the season, for the team. And the Cougars won the Lone Star Conference regular season titles and qualified postseason play in the NAI Men's Basketball Tournament in 1946 and 1947. So this is way before our time, but I just thought it would be interesting to bring up these facts because, I mean, the University of Houston men's basketball program and women's program has evolved so much. I mean, you know, just at our, during our time for covering the Cougars, we've kind of seen them rebuild and reconstruct um, the team. But also, you know, what was once Highfinds Pavilion is now the Fertitta Center. So it's just been amazing to kind of watch the evolution um, and to even learn at right now. This is a learning experience for both of us because we're kind of learning more about um the men's basketball program. Yeah, it's definitely evolved since the 80s. And what Chris said last week, just from how bad the facilities were with the showers won't work, the arena, Hoffine Pavilion, was just so old. And I actually remember watching college game day back in the 2018-19 season. Kelvin Sampson didn't even want to take the players to the arena. I just wanted to bring them to this office because it was just such in bad condition. Here's a good one. Which former Cougar leads the NBA in all-time block shots? That's an easy one, Justin. Is it Hakeem Olajuwon? That is correct. That is Hakeem Olajuwon. Led the NBA all-time block shots with 3,830 block shots. Wow, you would think that that record would have been beaten a number of times since he retired about, what, 18 years ago? That's correct, and uh, the closest they even came to it was Dikemi Mutombo, and he's been retired since 2009, and he had 3,289, and that's about like a good 500-something blocks below, and I believe he played much longer in the NBA than Akeem did. So what you're saying is the University of Houston men's basketball program has been known for producing superstars. That's right, and tenacious defense, and pretty much what the program is today as well. So, since we're broadcasters and it's only important, it's only right that we highlight um, or we see if you guys know what former Cougar and NBA star currently sits courtside and calls the men's basketball games. That is the Big E, Elvin Hayes. Yes, absolutely. Elvin Hayes, he has has really done a really big part of, you know, continue to continue his legacy at the University of Houston, not just on the basketball court, but also, you know, helped telling the stories of our current Houston Cougars basketball players. And for me, that's just a phenomenal deed on his end. Um, I know he did radio a few years back as well, but it's great to have him back at the University of Houston. Um, that's a good deed on the behalf of Big E. Absolutely. Probably one of the most legendary Cougars in UH basketball history. Still 
you know, being a part of the program and the broadcasting side as well, especially after so many years. And it's, 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 and I, I know we can talk about, you know, us covering the Cougars for the last two or three years, but I know Big E, he would have a ton of stories to tell us all about the Cougars basketball program, um, ranging from, you know, his, his day and age when he was a part of the team, all the way up until when he was in the NBA, I'm sure he still came back to watch his home team, um, up until now. And I, I know he could tell us a few things about the evolution of that basketball program that we mentioned earlier coming up we have more houston cougar events basketball trivia for you and to see how well you know your houston cougars and we are back for the second half of pod slam Jamma presented by clutch city control room if you enjoy the show do us a favor and drop a review or leave us some stars in our last segment we are back with some more Houston Cougar men's basketball trivia. So this is a good one. Which current Houston Rocket has played for the Cougars? That's an easy one, and that's going to be Daniel House. And like I mentioned to you before, um, Justin, I, I actually watched uh, Daniel House Jr. play at Hightower High School, and I would think I was about a freshman, and he may have been maybe a junior or senior at the time, and the guy was a beast so now that I get to watch him with the Houston Rockets it's like I've seen everything come full circle as we all know he kind of started off at the University of Houston but he went on to be with A&M the Aggies yeah I was pretty surprised he came here to the University of Houston especially with the state of the program and that's a pretty good pickup for the Cougars back then and I remember watching some highlights he just had some great dunks scored a lot really just a highlight real guy just really makes people's eyes open and jaws drop. Just a really athletic player. Could you imagine if he would have stayed those last few years to finish out with the University of Houston and how he would have um, developed as a player under the direction of Kelvin Sampson? I believe it would have been really good for him. Although, I think the year after, right before he left for A&M, I think it would have been tough because in Sampson's first year, U of H really wasn't that good and it was Sampson's only losing season at the University of Houston. Yeah, absolutely, Justin. Um, but I'm sure it just makes Kelvin Sampson's heart smile to see um, Daniel House with the Houston Rockets because like we've mentioned before, you know, Sampson was once the assistant coach for the Rockets. So it's great to kind of see these, these two players and coaches, you know, kind of switch roles. You know, Kelvin Sampson now with the University of Houston and Daniel House, you know, NBA dreams coming true with the Houston Rockets. Another good bonus question. What does Kelvin Sampson's wife bake the night before each game? I'm going to have to say chocolate chip cookies. I think I remember seeing something on social media um, and they were all at, you know, the coach's coach Sampson's house. And there was a, looks like a fresh plate of hot baked chocolate chip cookies, man, what I'll do to get one of those cookies. They look pretty good, but I got to, you got to admire Kelvin Sampson to bring in that family mentality and environment to the program really bring the players together and the coaching staff kind of prep before games and kind of just kick back and relax and just a connection and I think that's what makes this team so dominant because 
you know, if you've ever been around the Houston Cougars uh, men's basketball program within the last couple of years, I've just heard these guys refer to each other's not as teammates, but brothers. They're, they're, they, they have developed this relationship that makes them feel as if they are brothers. And I think that's what kind of helps them on the court, which makes them one of these dominant teams in the American Athletic Conference. And really to add to that dominance, the Houston Cougars had how many home games in a row that they won from 2018 to 2019 from HP&E Arena to the Fertitta Center? Okay, Justin. Is it 23 or 33? I think it was uh, 33. That's the correct answer. 33 home wins in a row, which actually led the nation at that time, spanning all the way back when U of H was playing at TSU at HP&E Arena and moving into Fertitta Center. This is dating back to that team that, you know, we just were raving about um, with Devin Davis, Rob Gray, Galen Robinson, um, Corey Davis, and Armani Brooks. This is the team that I really set, I believe, set it off for Kelvin Sampson and this big winning streak and these entries into the tournament because, I mean, God, that was a powerhouse when they paid at H&PE Arena. I mean, we just watched them beat up on teams over and over again inside of HPE Arena, even carrying that same win, winning mentality over into the Fatida Center. And that's really the team that really set the example for the culture of the program. And they won 15 in a row at HPE Arena, broke into the NCAA tournament, and won the first tournament game since 1984. So that team really set the example for the future of this program. And even though they fell short, of course, that heartbreaking loss to Michigan at the buzzer in a round of 32, I mean, that team right there really set the example for the culture of the program. And who knows how far that team would have gone because Michigan made it all the way to the title game to lose to Villanova. To add to that, it would have been interesting to see what the Cougars could have done despite the coronavirus. Um, if they would have got their shot in the NCAA tournament this past season with players such as Nate Hinton, Dejon Giroux, um, Quentin Grimes, Caleb Mills. I think they could have made it back to the Sweet 16. I don't know if they would have gotten past that because the season before in 2019 made it to the Sweet 16, had a really tough game with Kentucky. Fortunately, big shot made by Tyler Hero to end the Cougars' season, and Corey Davis really was on a mission that game. When the Cougars were up one in the remaining seconds, tried to go to the layup, tried to the basket for a layup, but eventually got blocked, and then on the other end, that's when Hero made that big shot to eventually eliminate the Cougars. I think the 2020 team could have made it back to the Sweet 16. I don't know if they would have made it past that, but I think it would have been another great run, but we'll see what happens with this season in 2021. The only way to look is forward for the University of Houston Cougars men's basketball. And there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to improve from here on out. Because again, with the under being under the direction of Kelvin Sampson, we've already seen so many great things from this program. Justin, any last questions before we close out the episode of the Houston men's basketball trivia? All right, this is probably the most important question of the entire show right now. Like, if you get this question wrong, you might as well just leave the university and not come back. But here's the biggest question of the show. Whose house? Sorry, I had to think about it for a little bit. Just kidding. Coog's house. And there it is. 
that's going to do it for today's episode. So if you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you appreciate the consistent digital and podcast breakdown analysts, speculation, guest voices, and camaraderie of our team, please consider clicking the link in the description to check out one of our monthly Patreon subscription options. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to having you back for our next episode of Pod Slamma Jamma covering your University of Houston Cougars.